Welcome to this week's edition of Mountain Outhouse News. I'm your host, Jam Jam. This is the craziest to happen in running this week. This week's stories include the truth behind ultra liar Jane Benfer, a Medicaid to hit Spartathlon, and Maya Ray Ray goes off on a hometown marathon cheat. Elvis was in running news this week as he set a new marathon record of two hours, 37 minutes, four seconds. Well, actually, it was Nikki Johnstone at this year's Berlin Marathon setting the mark dressed as Elvis and bettering Michael Wardian's previous costumed time by exactly one minute. What I'm wondering is, how fast can Elvis run 100 miles? Maybe we'll see him show up at this year's Desert Solstice? If you were hoping to run Boston in 2019, I'm sorry to inform you, but registrations have already come and gone. And add to the heartbreak, before they even reach any of the hills on the course, not all who qualified this year will be accepted into the event. Apparently, even if you have registered, you will still have to be verified, which can take a bit of time. Not all entries will make it according to the Boston Athletic Association. Boston, of course, is a race which you need to run a fast qualifying time based upon your age group. Once verification is complete, they will announce how many minutes and seconds you had to be under the qualifying time to gain entry this year. In a surprising move, marathoner and roadrunner Kara Goucher just announced she has signed with Team Ultra Elite. The former Nike and Skechers runner will join the mostly trail team at Ultra. Maybe a sign she'll toe the line at an upcoming Ultra? Only time will tell. We next up have an update from Pete Kostelnik, who is on a baby jogging adventure from Alaska to Florida. He's just about halfway through his journey and his crossing of Canada is now complete as he's back on US soil. He's been averaging close to 53 miles per day, all the while taking time to quote unquote, enjoy the run. You can follow his journey at Pete's Feet on Facebook or Pete Kostelnik on Instagram. His Garmin device is also showing his current progress live at the link below. And this of course brings us to the rant of the week, rant of the week, which I'm also going to resurrect an old segment and combo this next story with the jackass of the week, or perhaps the jackass of the year. Listen up and I'll let you decide. Some of you out there in Outhouse Nation may already be familiar with the name Jane Benfer, but if not, perk your ears up and brace yourselves, because I'm about to unleash. A person by the name of Jane Benfer has been taking to Facebook for several years, targeting legitimate ultra runners and races, calling their accomplishments fake. I bring this up because Pete Kostelnik's run is her latest target. She's calling his run fake, posting to his public page and across Facebook. She's notorious for leaving hundreds of awkward and out of place laughing emojis on every single comment in a thread she targets, as well as been known to send harassing emails trying to discredit the aforementioned runners. She's previously tried to discredit Camille Heron's world record 100 mile run held on a fully timed course at Tunnel Hill, where she ran it in front of hundreds of other athletes. Here's an excerpt from that post. Oh dear, it looks like the same people who fake runs like quote unquote Marathon Man UK unquote are at it again. According to my runner grandsons, Tunnel Hill is a well-known fake running event. They have someone different pre-selected to win each year and then try to make the rounds as an inspirational speaker. She goes on to talk about how Badwater is completely fake with runners driving GPS devices across the desert and 24 hour timed events being fake with runners stepping back and forth across timing mats and taking staged photos. 
She's also called my own company, Aravipa Running, as putting on fake running events that do this. Wow. I mean, seriously, Jane? What the actual f- <laughs> Yes, we all know there are a few bad apples in the sport, but those cases are rare and well-documented publicly. You simply have zero proof of your accusations. She's also been quite aggressive and harassing towards many runners over the year, and I'm honestly pretty tired of it. So who is Jane Benfer? Well, turns out it is former ultra runner Risa Reed. She actually has run the across the years before, but has had some sort of falling out with the sport. We aren't sure why exactly she's chosen this disturbing path, but honestly, we can only hope she can find some own peace in her life and get the help she needs, maybe get back out there running. That's no excuse for the harassment and ill will she is spreading in the sport. I personally know many, many runners who whom have become targeted and affected by her posts over the years, and I feel it's time to make this public. So, if you see posts by Jane Benfer on Facebook, please report, ignore, and block. Thanks, Outhouse fam. Now on to some positive news. Russia has been reinstated by the World Anti-Doping Agency. Wait, what? Whatever he hits, he destroys. Okay, so maybe not a positive news cycle this week. After their state-sponsored doping program was uncovered, Russia served the three-year ban handed down by WADA, but has all now been reversed course after the Russian sports ministry has agreed to a strict set of criteria. Next, we have a report from Maya Ray Ray and the Pacific Northwest. Thanks, Jam Jam. I'm a little under the weather, so bear with me. Anyone want to run steep and get high? Because if you do, the Pacific Northwest has just the race for you. Tiana Way Country 100 Mile Race took place last week. The course features 29,000 feet of climbing. Holy shizballs, that is brutal. I was out on the course last week and ran into some Northwest legends. My girl Candace was up for the challenge. So was Linda Roberts. Ginger Runner was pacing his buddy. Check out some of these views. The race is sure to become a staple up here. When it was all said and done, Melanie Dawn took the win for the woman, with Candace placing second. For the men, Brandon Bennyfield continued his domination in the Northwest, taking first. Richard Lockwood was second. Great job. Let's get to the good stuff. We have a cheater story to report on. This one really gets my feathers ruffled. This is my hometown, bro. How dare you? Marathoninvestigation.com reported on J.D. Greening that he filed for Boston with his Wenatchee Marathon result. Here's the problem. He signed up for a half marathon and didn't even finish that. My dad can finish that and he's very old and very slow. I mean, come on, bro. He also set up a GoFundMe page to help raise money for his travel to Boston. What the hell? Are you kidding me? In the article, JD mentioned saying he never ran a second loop. He stated the race was confusing. Maya, hot take here. It's a loop course. I run and ride my bike on this loop a lot. You damn well know if you did a one or two loops. Look at the map. I mean, really. 
Really? Don't run anymore, bro. A GoFundMe page? Stupid. That's it, Jam Jam. I'm out. A GoFundMe page? Oh, really? I'm done. Thanks for that, Maya. Seems you're feeling a little more lively by the end of your segment there. Now back to Arizona for the Stagecoach 100, an ultra that travels from Flagstaff to Grand Canyon via the Arizona Trail. Put on by Ian and Emily Torrance, this year saw first-time 100-miler Colleen Lingley take the win in new course record in 1756. She previously won the damn good 40K and was second at last year's Crown King Scramble 50K. For the men, Michael Bursum won in 1653, which was a new course record as well. He's a frequent winner of races in New Mexico, including the Dead Man Peaks 50 mile and Sierra Vista 50K. Now to head up north for a report on the Whistler Alpine Meadows 110K, a new distance at Gary Robbins' race in BC. Gregory Laravery and Mariev Legrand won the Grizzly Bear Altered Courses. Rumor has it an epic 100 miler is coming together for next year. That may just need to be added to my list of must-dos. What do you think, Gary? The 24-hour national championship went down at the North Coast 24 this past weekend on a not-quite-nine-tenths-of-a-mile course in Cleveland. Olivier LeBlanc threw down quite a performance, going 160.497 miles, which is now the 10th best all-time for an American male. He was quite a ways out front, with second place Padraj Mullins running 142, Joe Fiji's placing third with 130. On the women's side, Megan Alvarado won handily with 140.514 miles, with Emily Collins second in one, with 123, and Charlotte Vassarelli third with 118. At another 24-hour race across the pond in London, we saw 85-year-old Jeff Oliver go for 77.31 miles. It was reported by Aaron Farr that he's the first 85-year-old to participate in a 24-hour race. Not sure that's 100% true, as Dan Baglione, before his passing, did participate in multiple fixed-time events throughout his early 80s, and two as an 85-year-old. Dan did 183.72 miles at the ATY across the year's sixth day, and 102 miles at the A Race for the Ages back in 2016. Jeff's run over the weekend did set some age group records of 50K in 7.02 and 100K in 18.02. The annual Spartathlon will take place this weekend, and some interesting weather is headed their way. Something called a Medicane, which is essentially a Mediterranean hurricane, will be forming as the race is starting. We'll have to check in next week to see how that affects the race. Barkley finisher John Figverisi is running this year, along with some other notable Americans, including Dean Carnassus. Carnassus? My name is Costandino Carnassus. Carnassus? Bob Hearn and John Olson. If you want a feel-good story about a young family of ultra runners, check out The Wolf Pack, produced by Sweetgrass Productions in Patagonia, about the Brayford Lefevre family of Silverton. So our town in Silverton, Colorado, is surrounded by the San Juan Mountains, the right and the beginning on the left. Any direction out of town, you can find all sorts of trailheads and places to run and explore the wilderness. and. and uh, it's all mountainous terrain, you know, it's all ups and downs, there's no flats, you know, unless you're running on a, a road, which is your choice, <laughs> uh, not my family's choice. You could pull down into this valley and you're like, man, that's why, that's why I'm here, for sure. When I come home and I see it, there's just something about it that's really inviting and I feel 
safe and I feel peaceful here and I can get all animals to be quiet as I run by. So I see my little town and I'm like, there it is. It's kind of like you're, everyone's like their own vigilante here and we're just running around keeping an eye on each other. I've known this crew for about a decade now and seeing them grow up in the sport, running events in and around Silverton. They sure know how to have fun out there. With the Havelina 100 just around the corner next month, I'm stoked to see what everyone comes up with costume-wise. To get y'all in the spirit, I was laughing pretty hard when I saw this one by Solomon marketing head Greg Vallee at a recent race. It's the UTMB. Oh man. Whew. And with that, thanks for tuning in to episode 112 of Outhouse News. Thanks for checking out the show, and we'll see you next week. If you have crazy stories to share or a question or feedback for the show, please leave a comment below. If you'd like to directly support the show financially, consider becoming a Patreon supporter of this channel or pick up this custom pair of Jam Jam's Flamingo sunglasses. Link below. Have a shitty week.